Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sip on the go with a Starbucks iced shaken espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar... You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. This is a mini-sode, and this is the first in a series, or hopefully will become a series. <laughs> as long if as we, we can if, find them. If we can survive <laughs> this one, this will be a series. This is a series of the Story Song Podcast at the movies! <laughs> Some of the story songs that we have done, uh, people have attempted to make movies out of them. <laughs> it's uh, it's understandable. Uh, the songs are big hits. They want to cash in on that. So they're like, well, it's a story. Why don't we make a movie about it? Um, you can probably imagine the issues that may come up with that in that trying to make a, a movie out of a song that, you know, lasts at maximum three minutes um, will have its issues. But th- this is the first one that that we're doing. Um, all three of us have watched this movie, and it is the movie Convoy uh, yes. that is based, obviously, on the song Convoy. Uh, and this movie was made in 1978. Uh, it was directed by Sam Peckinpah, and it stars Chris Christopherson, Ali McGraw, and Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> and uh, you may be wondering, how did they turn this song into a movie? Um, and I will tell you, we are still wondering that. But <laughs> <laughs> the answer is the the answer is more of a question, which is, did they turn this <laughs> right. song into a movie? Did they turn? Is this a movie? Is it a movie? <laughs> We're gonna get there, but I think. Um, 
the best way to start this is I'm going to give you the premise of what this movie should be. And then we can talk about all the ways that perhaps uh, this movie uh, f- uh, succeeds or fails in, uh, in, in doing that. But what the, what the premise of this movie, at least in my opinion, should be is that Chris Christopherson, uh, who plays a trucker named Pigpen. No, I'm sorry. He plays uh, the rubber yeah. duck yeah. Um, from the song. Uh, and his trucker buddies are being extorted by a corrupt state trooper named Dirty Lyle, played by the legendary Ernest Borgnine. Academy well, his Award name is winner. Lyle. What? His name is Lyle. Dirty Lyle. Yeah, it's Dirty Lyle. Yeah. I mean, that's not on his birth certificate. <laughs> right. Sure. But, um, so, uh, Christian given name, Dirty Lyle, um, <laughs> is, uh, extorting the truckers, uh, they have to pay bribes to him, and so they're mad about it, and so they're at a truck stop, uh, and Dirty Lyle is coming into the truck stop, and so they play a prank on him, um, he gets mad about it, uh, and threatens to arrest one of the truckers, and so, in order to save the trucker, uh, the other truckers beat up the state trooper uh, as as along with his other state trooper friends, and then handcuff them uh, with their own handcuffs uh, to things in the truck stop. And they're like, "We got to get out of here. Uh, let's head to the state line." Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're gonna form a convoy, right? Like the song, they're gonna form form a convoy to get to the state line. Now, this makes sense. Where it's like, okay, we need a good reason why the con- why this convoy is happening. This is the reason why. They have to get to the state line. This is the thing that happens all the time in movies, where you cross the state line and magically you're absolved of all your crimes. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that actually works, but it's fine because it's a movie and that's the way movies work. So fine. They have to get to the state line. So they're going to get to the state line and they're forming this convoy and they're like, we can't stop. We can't stop going. We have to keep going to get to the state line because otherwise these state troopers will catch up to us. And they'll arrest us all. So then they start doing that. And then other trucks, as they're going along, other truckers are like, we want to join your convoy because we heard about what happened. Right. And we're also sick and tired of being uh, extorted by these corrupt cops. So we're also going to join your thing. And then after that, then like it becomes a movement. And then other trucks start joining the convoy. And and because they're just tired. The press get involved. Right. But I'm saying the, the other truckers are like, you know what? You're standing up for the little guy. Finally, yep. somebody is standing up for the little guy. Even if even if they don't even fully know how this thing got started, it just becomes a symbol, and they're all driving along, and then, uh, like I said, it becomes a movement, and it's a whole big deal, and then they cross the state line, but no, of course, the cops are chasing them the whole time, and they won't let them, and then they shoot at the truck, uh, and uh, Rubber Duck's truck is carrying uh dangerous chemicals and they shoot at the truck and the truck blows up and then that's the end and then um the rubber duck dies and he's a like a legendary like messiah figure for for the working man in this country movie's over okay yeah that's that's the premise of what this movie should be and that is what happens in the movie sort of (laughs) (laughs) except that none of it actually like everything is very the one thing I, I will say, uh, and I, and then I will let you guys uh, talk and, and say some things. But the one <laughs> thing you. I will say, well, the one thing I will say is that everything in this movie is like, um, 
it, it it's it's either implied or like so there's a very simple thing in movies like for one thing no character in this movie ever gets introduced they are just suddenly right. there with no explanation yes. and it's like oh here's this guy with all this stuff also other information is just dropped at one point one of the truckers is like oh by the way i have to get home because my wife is six, nine months pregnant about <laughs> yeah. to have a baby and i was like <laughs> since when like we're like we're like a halfway into the movie now all of a sudden this is a new this is like why wasn't this set up in the beginning last thing i'll say is at one point oh by the way ali mcgraw's in this movie which i totally forgot to mention so ali mcgraw's is at the truck stop and she needs to get to she needs to get to, she, they're in arizona she needs to get to texas we will talk about how that is not set up at all yeah but that apparently is what she's trying to do so she's like i'm gonna ride with you rubber duck and then this whole convoy thing starts happening yeah. fine but well, at they, one point they do introduce ali mcgraw no, I know. I they know. meet in the beginning. They introduce yes. her at the very beginning. Uh, uh, anyway, go ahead. Wait, hold on. Yeah, the you, only thing I want to say, the only thing I want to say was at one point, uh, Chris Christopherson, like two thirds of the way through the movie, Chris Christopherson says to Alan McGraw, "Hey, I need you to, I need you to stay here and take care of this." To which I said out loud, "Take care of what? <laughs> what is? I don't understand what's happening. I literally, I, I have no clue what you're talking also, about." Also, you, you met you have- four hours ago. Right, but I don't know what the this is. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. I don't understand. Okay, so that's the setup. Um, now someone else talk. Go ahead. So here is what I will say. First of all, there are there is, are Grammy award winners in this, <laughs> Academy <laughs> Award winners in this, and like right. Golden Globe winners in this. And somehow this movie makes zero sense. The I to to go to Michael's point to start off. So Ally McGraw is playing the quote unquote love interest, I guess, of right. Chris Christopherson. Though their chemistry on on screen could be described as tepid at best. There's no their, chemistry. Their chemistry is: imagine you're in a chemistry lab and you took water and poured more water into it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> My point right. being that literally nothing happened. There's no chemistry nothing. of any kind. The beginning of the entire film starts with them playing chicken, much like in mm-hmm. vaca- in National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes, with, it was um, just like that scene. Yeah, with uh, Christy Brinkley as the girl in the convertible, though that is actually right. uh, Suzanne Somers. But um, uh. Right? Isn't that wasn't Suzanne Somers the girl in the convertible? Was that the oh, in, movie? Oh no, she the, was the, the, girl the blonde in the, T-bird, in the Thunderbird. The blonde in the Thunderbird. Anyway, so they start. She's taking photos of him for some unknown. She's reason. a photographer. She's a photographer. Right. We find for something. Out. She's she's got. But it starts with them driving side by side. Yeah, she's got. It's so dangerous. Professional camera equipment. Mm-hmm. No seatbelt. No seatbelt. No seatbelt. She is. She's no hands on the wheel. Seat? She's just she's, yeah. She's just taking pictures of him, and they're like, I don't know, just joking around, being playful, and you know, risking everybody's lives by driving carelessly. That's that's right. the big takeaway of this movie. This this well, this yes. movie is mm-hmm. this this movie. It reminds me half of it. Just reminds me of like a film strip that you would see in a driver's <laughs> ed class of what not to do. Because right. there's, I know I should be rooting for Rubber Duck and the convoy, but most mm-hmm. of the time I was like, they're just so destructive. 
and right. dangerous. And well, here's those, the thing. And those trucks are getting really good gas mileage. They stopped yes. once. They stopped yeah, once they for once. gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I mean, they were crazy. at a truck stop, so perhaps they got gassed up before they left. Um, I say perhaps because, again, no information is ever given to you. Uh, except for the exact second that you need it before something happens. It's like, yeah. oh, by the way, this thing. Okay, and now now that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, yes, I, my main thought, so Alan McGraw is driving along in a convertible. Um, she starts playing chicken with uh, Chris Christopherson's 18-wheel truck. For no reason. Um, <laughs> There's nothing set for up. For no reason. It's just, that is no reason. how it starts. That's just how it starts. Um, yes, she is driving in a convertible. Uh, she's not wearing a seatbelt. Um, this is like one of those like very seventies like man the world was just different because she doesn't have a seatbelt on and she like goes in front of his truck and like slams on the brakes to like make him break or whatever and I'm like lady if he hit you <laughs> you would be <laughs> obliterated and then she pulls next to the truck and is turned for ten seconds at a time turning to the side to take a picture of him I think she's also on the wrong side of the road yes, she is, is she not okay so this is. <laughs> So incredibly dangerous, um, and then this whole thing is played off like, oh, it's a, it's a meet cute, um, so fun. Then, um, <laughs> so then that that ends. He gets pulled over, and then he tells the cop that she doesn't that she's naked from the waist down. So then the cop right. decides to chase her. Um, delightful. Uh, and then, so then later, Ally McGraw is at the truck stop. Okay, and she's made and, best and friends. We, she's made best friends with two women in the truck stop one a trucker the other a waitress and somehow right. they're already bffs and and for we don't we don't know why but she's selling them clothing well that's what i was going to say oh for, yeah with, see Michael? she is she is selling all of her clothes for what purpose and for what reason we are never told this is just a thing that is happening i thought perhaps this will come back later in the movie no it is no. never mentioned again <laughs> and there is like Five minutes of her selling her clothes and then like negotiating the 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 cost of a shirt with some other character who we never see again. There's no purpose to anything that happens. And uh, don't we find scene. out that she also between between being pulled over and when we see her in the the truck stop, she's sold her car, hasn't she? No, her car is in the truck stop getting fixed because something happened to it and right uh, which which leads me to believe maybe that's why she was selling her clothes except for the fact again this nothing is explained in this movie it just happens right. there's like 18 <laughs> plot points that just go absolutely nowhere there's see no i didn't realize that she was selling no her clothes building. i didn't yeah, realize she's... she was selling her clothes i thought that was like her job i thought she was like, no. like people were like catalog shopping and she was like yeah <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just send this to you. <laughs> no, she's apparently I, a photographer, a wedding photographer. That's why she was going to Texas, which we find out halfway through the movie. Right. Again. So she's like, I. So basically, I think she does say, "I need to get to Texas." The reason w why we are not given. Uh, but then they're like, "Well, you can ride with the rubber duck." Why? I don't even think he's going to Texas. This is just decided. No. Um, because it's like, well, we got to, you know, basically like, look, this is the movie. These two got to get together. So you ride with him. Um, but no explanation. Okay. And before that, there is also a love scene ish between, they set up a relationship 
which is a more emotional relationship than between him and Ali McGraw, between him and a what is clearly like a either married or she's in a relationship, the, the other waitress. Yes. They spend a good deal of time talking about how, like, de- dealing with their relationship at this truck stop. They get together. Yes. Clearly, she knows a lot about him. They've been together before. There's a, a love scene between them. She's clearly in love with him. They have this relationship. And then you never see her again once the convoy no. starts. It never yes. comes to pass. There's absolutely no reason for it. But I would have much well, they... rather known about their relationship than about his and Ali McGraw's because there was nothing there. Here is what I took away from that. So he is he he's going to he's gonna have he's gonna have sex with this waitress in his truck. He comes to the truck stop and they're gonna go in, in his truck. Um and what what I took away from it, Rachel, and again, this is not spelled out, so I'm just inferring here, is that basically for Chris Christopherson, they're like friends with benefits. Right. Right. Correct. And she has deeper feelings for him. And so that that's what's going on. Now, uh, I, I understand I lo- that. My question is, why is it going on? Well, here, here's what I will say. I'm, I'm going to say this now. Um, in looking up, and this, this might explain a lot of our confusion about this movie, is that looking up information about this, I discovered that the director, Sam Peckinpah, originally um, submitted to the studio a cut of this film that was over three hours. <laughs> okay got it the studio then cut it down to an hour and 50 minutes right so i am assuming that is why nothing is explained and like i said characters just appear and everyone acts like they've been there the whole time even though they have not i'm assuming because <laughs> a lot of stuff was cut out michael i will let you tell rachel the other thing about this waitress character that she does not know and had no way of knowing but you could only find out by reading the backstory so it turns out that they they do mention in the movie that the waitress um is married. Yes. Yeah. And and Rubber Duck says, you know, when are you gonna divorce that that husband? Yeah, when are you gonna of l- yours? leave your old man? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a trucker, so he calls him his old man. Um or her old man. Uh right. so it turns out that her husband is. Can you guess? Ernest Borgnine. It is Ernest yes. Borgnine. I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> uh, okay. Hold on. Hold so that on. to what? explain the animosity between <laughs> uh, Rubber Duck and what's his name? <laughs> Dirty Lyle. Dirty Lyle. Dirty Lyle. Um, it it's not just. It, it the the back they do have history. There is a backstory between the two of them. And I, that is that his wife is cheating with Robert. Did Dick. I miss that there's not that, that they don't mention that in the movie? No, they don't mention no, 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 it. They don't mentioned. bring that up in the movie. As far as I no. know, the animosity comes from him not paying a fifty dollar fine, right? And that yeah. they just keep on catching each other. Well, do you know how yeah. much better that would make the movie? <laughs> you could you could make this movie so much better by adding like three lines between Pig Pen and and Rubber Duck. All you have to right. say is, man, Rubber Duck, he's really got it out for you. And, uh, and then Rubber Duck can just say, well, I guess he has a right. I've been stooping his wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, you know, Pigpen says, oh, that's a good point. Let's get back on the convoy. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. But instead, instead, I went through this entire movie thinking, why is Ernest Borgnine so angry at him? Yeah. Why is he no, chasing him so far when all he did was not pay a $50 fine? So I would assume to, to, to be as charitable as possible, I would assume that was in the three-hour cut. Yes. All that was explained. I've never... And all this is because... I do want to say one thing. Sam Peckinpah is a legendary director. He is a genius. Apparently, by this point, he was so far into alcoholism that, in fact, he quote-unquote directed this movie yeah. and, in fact, was in his trailer for most of it, and um, James Coburn directed it. That That is... That's what I found on IMDb. Um, however, I do want to say one thing. Sam, you're a genius. I love The Wild Bunch, one of my favorite movies. This is a movie based on the novelty song Convoy. Which is it does not is need to be based on a bread commercial. It does not need to be three hours, my dude. Okay? Just make a simple movie with the premise that I that I laid out in the beginning and just leave it be. Like get your money and get out. You do not do not need to make a three hour movie based on a novelty song based on a bread commercial. So so this this is where I think the problem came in. Here's what I think. My guess is that if it was three hours long, it might not have been that the plot was um, expanded on. It might just be that they used more slow motion. Because I have never oh seen a movie my God. <laughs> that has used more slow motion shots in my life. Ooh, Every other okay. shot was a slow motion shot. The fight. Yeah, every time. The chases. Anything. I do. Okay, go so ahead, Michael, for go one ahead, thing, right. oh, go ahead, Michael. No, every time that there's there's a car chase or some sort of car accident, um, it's in slow motion with some sort of like generic disco music, yes, right, playing over it. It looks like a driver's ed movie. It does. Well, I want to say that. So, so um, first of all, when they first get to the the truck stop, um, there is like, so the way a movie works is like there's there's the scene going on in the truck stop. Okay. Yeah. And then there is um, Rubber Duck and the waitress in the truck, right? Sure. And you will cut back and forth between those two things, right? So you'll see what's going on in the truck stop. And then when you get sort of to a natural conclusion, you'll, you'll tr go back to the truck and see what's going on there. There are times when, like, they're in the middle of a conversation in the truck stop, and it will cut for three seconds to the truck. Yes. And, like, Chris Christopherson is taking a shirt off, and then it cuts back. To like still in that conversation, and, it's, and I was like, "Why are you? What is happening? There are crazy cutaways, like that have it's nothing to do with anything. Bizarre. And then like, and it's and it'll just be like, like they'll be like driving in the convoy, and then you'll just see like Ernest Borgnine for two seconds, like in a in his car that's like far away from them. <laughs> yeah. And then cuts back to the truck, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on? Okay. So the only reason I want to mention that is that there the cuts in that fight in the truck stop are insane. Oh my god. Where it's like. The one guy's like, all right, I'm going to punch this guy. And then, I mean, it's 20 <laughs> seconds of a slow-mo yes. of his fist moving towards. And then he'll punch the guy. And then he's like, oh, oh, my God. And he'll fall. And then all of a sudden, he's falling backwards in, like, extreme like slow-mo. There were, like, 30, uh, 30 slow-mo shots. That sh that fight went on. the ac In actual time, that fight took 90 seconds. Right. In screen time, it took almost 10 minutes yeah, because everything so happened in extreme slow-mo. It was Every, insane. By the time they got to the end of the movie, where there's a point where Ali McGraw is running in slow motion, in. I was like, I feel like 
<laughs> I've watched most of this movie on 0.5 speed. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's also the style or a style of the time. A lot of absolutely by mid late seventies, early eighties TV shows used that a lot for action scenes. But I, they did, but but they didn't even use this for every for the for just action scenes. I feel like there were times where they did it, and it was just for like Dan said, maybe for like three seconds of a shot of another car, and it's just going real slow. Yeah, it's right. not like just the jump into the sand. There's a point where like they jump, the car jumps, and it like crashes into the sure but it wasn't just the jump that was in slow motion it was the driving up to the jump it was the aftermath of the jump (laughs) the entire scene was going in slow motion you're like i don't need to watch this tire rotate for three minutes to get the idea of it but there also was like in that fight like there's one part where like um i don't know we should say for the benefit of the audience like who might not have seen this movie and should because it's a classic um yeah. The fight is once, and I think you explained this in the beginning, but just like for context of yeah. this part of the conversation, Dirty Lyle appears at the truck stop, threatens to arrest one of the truckers. Right. They resist, a fight ensues. Right. Right. And, and they, they, they fight them off. It started with, it should be noted, somebody breaking a bottle of ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> Over somebody's wrist. Yes. I think. Oh, really? I, think, I don't even know if I if I yeah, noticed. Yeah, it that. was. I the... think Dirty Lyle is is holding the truckers at gunpoint, and one of the truckers grabs a bottle of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in slow motion, hits his hand. Yeah. And the ketchup goes everywhere, and and it looks like a bloodbath. Then they then they had a ketchup. Okay. Fight. Well, I so first of all to start with, so th- they're in the truck stop, right? And they see Dirty Lyle pulling it. Now, in theory, in a normal movie, they'd be like, "We're gonna we're gonna pull a prank on him." Okay, so what they're gonna do is they're gonna get on the CB radio because they know he's listening, and they're gonna start talking about Dirty Lyle, right? The CB radio in in the in the diner in the truck stop. Yeah, yeah, right. In the right. diner, everybody's got a CB and, radio. Right. So they but. The the thing that I didn't understand was first of all they had just talked to Dirty like I, at least according to the movie they had just talked to him like thirty minutes earlier right so then they used their normal voices on the CB radio to start talking about Dirty Lyle I guess they were doing fat jokes I honestly didn't understand what they were talking about no. at one point the one guy says he looks like a semi beaver and the other <laughs> guy laughs and I was like. I what does that mean? Maybe, maybe like, that's maybe that's trucker lingo. I don't know. That's but what I, I that's why I, I honestly didn't know. Wait, let me just so I just want to be clear. So then you would think that he would come in and be like, I know one of you guys was talking well, you guys were talking on the CB radio. I'm mad, whatever. He doesn't say that. He just comes into the into the truck stop. First of all, terrible prank, because he knows your voices and he knows it's you. Right. So that doesn't make so you did a terrible job of that. The things you said made no sense. And then he just comes in and starts arresting that guy. But, like, it's never clear, like, does he know that it was them? Does he, like, he never said, like, it no, is so think, un- everything is so unclear. I will say this. I think he did know it was them. I think the idea of it, behind it, is that he doesn't think that they know that he's on the same frequency as them on the CB radio. Because I think that's set but up they, at the beginning because they're talking back and forth. And he says, like, this is, he gives himself a different name and says it's all clear. There's no... Smokies and there's no bears or whatever. Right. And 
But then it turns out that was Zernus Borgnine all along. He's very good. But I think he won an Academy Award for Marty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Let me take a step back. So what happened? So one of the very few things I thought was actually almost cool and clever is that in the beginning, Dirty Lyle's on the CB radio. He pretends to be another trucker and tells those truckers, hey, there's no cops around so you can speed. They speed and then he is waiting there for them and he gives them tickets. So they have to because they're like, oh, you tricked us. So they have to. They know that he's on the CB radio and he knows right. that they know. So, again, this plan of theirs was terrible. So, anyway, so then he's going to arrest one of the guys, and, and so they fight them off. What the point is, there's one part where one of the truckers gets punched and does a double sum- somersault yes. <laughs> over a pool table in slow motion, in a, in, like, in a, something that would, I was like, this looks like a parody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this looks like something that would be in The Simpsons, of somebody being like, whoo, and then, like, very slowly tumbling over this this pool table. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> All right. Let's move on from the fight. In yes. that okay. fight, though, it should be noted. Yes. Um, there are the the diner owners there, and he's like, I'm not cleaning this up. And like he's supposed to be the comic oh, relief, and it's God, very weird. that thing. But multiple people get, you know how like a diner has like those glass cases where they Sure. They keep like, you know, old pies. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple people get thrown through those. Nobody would have been thrown through that much glass and walked away completely uninjured right. in any sort of reality. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that the, the tone of this doesn't make any sense. Like, there are, there are things that are so slapsticky that, like, they're basically Three Stooges jokes. Yeah, and like you said, there are people like getting thrown through glass windows. So it's like if this is like a like a not realistic movie, fine, okay. Like the people get thrown through a glass window and they don't get hurt, fine. It's it works on cartoon logic. Then, but there are other times in this movie that are like seem like they want to be very realistic right. and like brutal and like what's the word I want? Like because um, he like meets with the governor and it's like the governor's not going to help you. Like everyone's very cynical. Yeah, and it seems like a very serious movie. And then. There are people getting thrown through glass tables and are fine. And then during the fight, it keeps cutting back to the owner being like, he's like, he goes, uh, I don't have to work under these conditions. Wait a minute. I own the place. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what? That's like a, that's like a, like a, like a, uh, that's like out of a Mel Brooks movie. Right. Like what is happening in this movie? Uh, it doesn't make any so sense. I will, so I will say this. I am moving on from the fight. I swear. Okay. But I'm moving on to just after the fight. So the fight happens. Everybody's freaking out. They're like, we got to get out of here because they're going to be real mad at us. So we got to start yeah. a convoy. But they're, they're instantly, they're going for the border, which I don't 100% understand. And everybody's on board. Everybody's like, we just got to get right. to the border. That's what we do. We're truckers. Well, they, they know they that they're in trouble. Right. But then what they- Well, of course do- they're in trouble. They just beat up a bunch of cops. But then- <laughs> But they're also, but, but I, I want to say what originally, I promise I'll let you go. I'll let you go. But like, we got we to gotta get to- the state line, okay? And they're like, all right, let's go. So anyway, and they all kind of like casually no. walk over to their trucks. No, <laughs> like, because what they do then, Dan, is yes. they, they put gas on the fire by aggressively, aggressively destroying the cars. Yes, right. Destroying the cop cars. If you got, if yes. you're in a, in a hurry, just go. Just go. Just go. You, you've, you've, um. You've like uh, handcuffed them. They're not going anywhere. Everybody else is on your right. side. Just go. You have to then 
destroy <laughs> these cop cars. So they do that, and then they get into their convoy and, and get going. And Allie McGraw is there for the ride um, because she's so in love with Chris Christopherson. That's not true. Ex- Originally, no. she hates him, and there's zero chemistry between them. He also does nothing to endear uh, him to her in any way. No. He at no point shows her any kindness uh, no. of any kind. Um, she is mad at him the entire time until the very end when all of a sudden, all of a sudden she's like, I'm in love with you. Right. What, what, when and why and how? Because, again, not like, but I don't even mean like he's not even mean to her. They're like driving the, they're like, they're driving they're the truck. They're indifferent. And, and they're essentially like, I don't know, uh, you want to play the license plate game? Like there's no, <laughs> like nothing happens in either no. direction to make her like or dislike him. Like it doesn't make any right, sense. Right, right. Um, but. So then they're. As they're, ahead, as they're leaving, there are two really good um, bits. Um, okay. Back to the slapstick. Um, so they, they handcuff Dirty Lyle to a, a <laughs> stool at the counter. Um, which in a diner is, you know, like it's attached to the yeah. ground and he can't, he can't get himself free. So okay. he's like telling him to get tools. He starts like shooting at the handcuffs somehow. Um, mm-hmm. and then one of the waitresses walks over and is just like, look at this, takes the top off the stool so he can just, you know, like the, yeah. the top of the stool just comes off and like audiences laughed. And then as they're leaving the truck stop, the convoy starts, they get stuck behind uh, like a Model T <laughs> that's going maybe five miles an hour. And I, my first thought was like, oh, I hope this comes back. I hope we see these, these, yeah, yeah, this driver again. Yeah. A literal Model T. It's just one good bit after another. Um, and then it gets serious, but, but the comic relief was, well worth it it's all over the place it yeah. is like i mean it, it's like it wants to be uh what's the it's uh oh my gosh what's the race car one it's a mad 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 world it's a wonderful sure. life yeah but it, it's like it wants to be that plus some serious 70s like uh like workers rights movie <laughs> like North that's what Vietnam. i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray and it's a mad <laughs> mad 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 world it's a it's mad, mad, weird. mad, mad Norma Ray. And I don't think anybody yeah. is in the same movie. Chris Christopherson is playing a no. serious movie, and Ernest Borgnine is not in a serious movie. Nor is the guy right. from Rocky who's in it. Okay, yeah. So we should say one of the truckers is Pen, the guy who the played mu- from the from the mute from the. He's Pigpen. Although can, again, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two two big notes. Number one from this movie: show don't tell. Okay, because <laughs> there's a number of times where we are just simply told things, including. Um, after Ernest Borgnine crashes, another state trooper comes up to him and says, I forget what his name is, but he basically walks up and goes, hi, my name is Steve. I'm a state trooper. I hate truckers. <laughs> that's right. And it's like, that's his motivation. <laughs> that's right. That's all, that, that's all we're told by him. And by the way, you're like, oh, obviously this is going to be Ernest Borgnine's second in command and he's going to be like super, he's super duper hates truckers. So gonna, no, that guy disappears after two minutes. Yeah. They get into another car accident and then he's gone from the movie. So that had nothing to do with anything. So show don't tell. And then number two is keep it simple. This is a genre movie. Keep it simple. So the guy from Rocky, Paulie from Rocky, his his name <laughs> is name Love is Machine. His name is Love Machine. No, his name is Paulie from Rocky. <laughs> yep. His name his name is his Love Machine. Is Love Machine. That's his handle. But he then, gave himself. 
But because he's hauling pigs, everyone starts calling him Pigpen. Now, what would be a funny joke is he calls himself Love Machine, and everyone else calls him Pigpen, right? That would be a funny running right. joke. No, they just go back and forth the whole movie. <laughs> sometimes I call him Machine, sometimes I call him Pigpen. That's There's right. like no no rhyme or reason to anything right. that happens in this movie. So, um, yeah. And then again, like, because again, Ali McGraw gets in the truck and it's going with him. And like you said, halfway through the movie, is like, he says, oh, we're going to New Mexico. And she goes, New Mexico? I can't go to New Mexico. I have to go to Texas. I'm shooting a wedding. Okay, this is all new information. <laughs> a. And now B, this is kidnapping charges. The th- well, the thing that drove me, oh, they even mentioned that, by the way. That was a weird line. They say, he says, I forget, whatever, he says, she says, like, this is the man act. And he goes, that's for 18-year-old girls. Oh, God. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, but okay, I got, I got two problems with that. First of all, Okay, no, I, I'm sorry. I have three. I have three problems with that. First of all, this is all new information that's coming out in the middle of the movie. Two, you're in Arizona. You have to get to Texas. Guess what, Ali McGraw? You have to go through New Mexico. <laughs> so you're going in the right direction. You're not even complaining about the right thing. And then three, like she should have stakes, right? right? She desperately needs to get to Texas. Yes. Okay. And so that's what you should be like, oh, my God, is she going to make it? Is she not going to make it? Uh, no, she just has to go shoot a wedding. Is it her sister's wedding? Is it her wedding? No, it's just some random wedding. So, like, and what happens if she doesn't make it? Eh, nothing. Yeah, there's she won't no have, stakes she won't, whatsoever for her. She won't get money for that job. There's going to be it. a disappointed no, bride. <laughs> right. Yeah. Again, it's probably well, her I job. would be great. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if we if we cut back to the wedding and like the groom is checking, like I don't know, honey, the the photographer's <laughs> right, not here. Right. Like at least we would have some idea what's going on. So people start to, as they go through, uh, and they start picking up other other truckers who somehow hear about it through the CB about the fact that these truckers have um, assaulted police officers, and they're going, and 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 they all guide on. We see the the long-haired hippie freaks in the bus, which comes back very strongly later, actually. They they play an yes. integral part to it. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all going strong. And then it becomes a convoy. Because at the beginning, it's not a convoy. It's just all their buddies trying to get to the border. That's not really a convoy. The convoy starts when the CB information starts really getting hot. Yeah, like, when they so. start to get the support of, of other truckers, it becomes a convoy. Yeah. Um, the thing with the convoy is, and the, the news sort of gets out and people, people are like gathering along the highway to, to see this convoy and it's, it's really exciting. What I don't understand is a convoy is just a bunch of trucks. So <laughs> like, I get it. There's a lot of trucks, but also it's a lot of trucks, you know? Right. All right. Great. And people are like, look at all those trucks. I wouldn't yeah. run to the side of the highway to be like, oh my God, there are so many trucks. Right. Well, we should, we one... should go see those trucks. So there is, there is an interminable scene where the mayor's assistant shows up <laughs> and starts interviewing. He's, he's in the From back a car, of a truck. Yeah. From a truck. He's in the back of another truck. They're pulling up to each truck and they're interviewing all of the truckers. Okay. Including truckers who have never been introduced to us yep. and we <laughs> no. never see again. And who talk for like two straight minutes while they're being interviewed by this guy. So he pulls up and he's like, by the way, the whole state's going crazy. This is a movement. That is the first we hear that this right, is a movement. Right. One thing that would have been great is 
I'm and I know it's a cliche, but I'm gonna throw it out there. How about a montage of people going, "Hey, did you hear about that convoy? Th- this convoy is so exciting! I- I'm gonna go down and see that convoy." We had no how about, no context for that. How about people at home on their CB radios because it's a sure. CB radio craze right now. Right, people yeah. on their CBs talking to each other about the convoy. Something. I'm gonna, I hope that was in the three-hour cut. I will say this: maybe. I'm not saying I wanted more of this movie, but I would like to see that three-hour cut to see if it makes any more <laughs> sense to me. Well, there is a solid 20 minutes where it's just shots of trucks driving yes, and really voiceover of, of truckers talking to each other on the CB radio. Yeah, saying their and, names and stuff. And that's all it is. And well, I was going to say, and it's I'll, almost I'm an gonna, audio drama. With I'm going like to do screensaver. <laughs> I'm going to do the I'm going to do the musical bit in this episode. Uh surprisingly uh, uh up is down black is white. Um what would have helped is how about uh you do a version of the telephone song but with CB radios. Right. Where everyone is it, it's going from person to person. It's spreading across the state and then across the country over CB radios about this convoy. Again, the only reason we know it's it's a, a movement that's grabbing people is that guy says, this is a movement. That is the only time we're ever told. And then all of a sudden, cause then they're like, Oh, we have in this convoy. We have to get across the state line. Right. Yeah. You would think that that would be the ultimate goal. By the way, 40 minutes in the movie, they cross the state line. Yeah. That part's over. <laughs> the end. Well, but, and it's but, like, but the, the movie still has like another hour to go, Yeah, but they cross the state line. But the, sheriff from that from new mexico gets in touch with dirty lyle or dirty lyle gets in touch with him and says hey help me out and he's like great right we'll do. so here's I'll, the thing i'll get them and then there's a running gag about them being stuck behind a water truck <laughs> that oh is just God. it's just this sheriff being doused with water and it happens over and over and over again okay that's a really good bit actually and <laughs> i actually enjoyed best, that part it's one of the best bits of the entire film because he ends up getting, it, this police car ends up getting stuck behind a water truck, and the water truck knows that the police car is behind them, so they just turn on the water, and it's just spraying water on them, and they can't get around, and they just have to go like 10 miles an hour yeah. with their windshield wipers on, and it's delightful. <laughs> it's my favorite right. part of the movie. Yeah. So this this goes, once again, about the crossing the state lines, because then- uh, Ernest Borgnine is like, hey, guy in the next state, they're coming. Why don't you stop them? And he's like, okay. So them crossing the state line didn't do anything because then they cross the state line and the cops are still totally chasing them. Right. Um, so they're like, we can't ever stop. We cannot ever stop. This convoy has to keep moving. We got to keep going. The cops will stop us. Next scene, they stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all hanging out, eating dinner, yeah. taking showers. I was like, Weren't you supposed to keep moving? There's no explanation. Wait, are you talking at, about at the at the end when they're at the camp? Well, that's not really the end, but yeah, no, but when they're at the camp, the camp? No, and then the governor shows up. There was a up. whole thing. So we've we've. Well, they they we, went to that camp to to meet with the governor. The guy in yeah. the back of the truck. But here's says what the I don't governor understand. Governor wants to meet you. They don't specify which of the two states the governor is from. But he's but they I think but it's they Mexico. say but they say the governor promises you'll be safe, which means nobody will mess with them. But basically, they set up Woodstock in the middle of a field, uh, at, and they have and they have all of these all of these truckers with a bunch of fans hanging around them, and then Ali McGraw is going to sell 
wants to like they want her to like sell photos because now she's apparently a famous photographer. Um, and it's it's very convoluted. I don't know how they set up the camp so quickly, but but this is before. But isn't this isn't this after Spider Mike tells us that his wife is going into labor and he has to cut off? That's right before that. Yes, but again, that's just dropped out of nowhere. He so the the three main truckers, quote unquote main truckers, are Rubber Duck, Pig Pen, and then this third guy, Spider Mike. Um, again, out of nowhere, Spider Mike's like, "Oh, my wife's pregnant. I gotta go." And this this is an African American gentleman. And Chris Christopherson goes, okay, good luck. And then he says to Ali McGraw, that's a dangerous part of the country for a black truck driver. Right. Okay. That totally makes sense. And I'm not obviously not saying he's wrong. There's, there is one problem, though. Obviously, Spider Mike lives there. He's going home. <laughs> so right. he would have to drive through that area of Texas all the time, right. like literally every day that he was a truck driver, you'd have to drive through there. So it can't be that surprising right. to him right. that this might be a dangerous area. It's so, there's no explanation. Everything for is so anything. weird. There's no explanation for anything. So then also, okay, so when they're in the when they're in the camp, okay, they meet with the governor, there is a completely nonsensical, I mean, I guess maybe if you're in 1978 and you know the like ins and outs of like the current political situation, it would have made a bit more sense, I guess, because like because of the fifty-five mile hour speed limit thing, like truckers are really hurting. Okay, but like there's no explanation. Like they just have this completely nonsensical, at least to my ears, nonsensical conversation. And that's when he's like, he says, "Ali McGraw, I need you to stay here and take care of this." To which I said, "Take care of what? I know <laughs> what's going on." But then they get word that Spider Mike has been captured. And he's in jail, and they have to go rescue him. Right. Here's a th- again. Here's a thing that might have helped: a scene where Spider Mike gets captured by the police. It could have been a huge dramatic thing where, like, oh no, the cops are after him, and he's trying to get away. And then they and he's like, oh, I'm stuck, and it's like, dun dun dun. Like they go, he's captured, and the, it cuts, and he's in jail, and he's beat up. And with See- and again, this is literally. Like but, five minutes after he said, I'm leaving. But the funny thing about that is I did not mind that because I think the reveal of him having been, you know, beaten up by the police was actually one of the stronger parts of the film. Um, yes. You know what I mean? And it, and at least that gives some sort of impetus for everybody else to do something. Because so far, Chris Christopherson is a hero in the trucker world for the only for the sole reason of he's at the front of the convoy. He wasn't right. the he wasn't really the person who even at the beginning who was really sticking it to the man. The whole group was doing it. He was he wasn't even the beginning of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he wasn't even there. Spider Mike the and Pigman were the one who started it. <laughs> so yeah. they should be the ones who are getting all the all the attention, but for some reason Rubber Duck is like the guy and you don't know why. And it doesn't seem like Chris Christopherson knew why either. Right. Aside from not having a shirt on for most of the movie, I can't tell what his character is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, and anytime anyone says to the rubber duck, like, you're the leader of this movement, he neither says, yes, this is like, I am the leader. This is important. Or he's like, hey, man, I'm no leader. Like, right, I'm, not, right. I'm not the leader of any movement. His basic response is, huh? Like, he, ne- he doesn't seem to even understand what's going on. Like he never he, he never clarifies like what his intentions are 
or what's happening. And then at the end, when he like when he when they're gonna do this big dramatic thing, he's like, I don't. It still doesn't seem like he's not like Han Solo, where it's like, hey man, hands off, I'm not gonna do this. Like what you know, and then at the end, Han Solo comes in and saves the day, and it turns out he he did care in the end. Right, right. Like it's not like his his. Chris Starson driving across the the bridge and getting blown up doesn't save anyone. It doesn't help anybody. There's he just does it right. to do it. Like there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to He's it. Just like a All right. So before then, right. So then before then, so they go to save Spider Mike, and they all drive their trucks into the police station, and then pull him out and and take him home. So I just wanted to say before they leave the camp, there is a really weird scene where i guess they all decided hey we're in the desert and i guess trucks don't have air conditioning <laughs> so um there's like this weird like i don't know where this camp is but they set up like this gigantic like trucker shower yeah where mm-hmm. everyone just decides to have like a shower right together right. with like 500 people and they're all doing like splashy splashy and like laughing and yeah. Also with an it's audience. It's very weird. Also with an audience because there's, yeah, yeah, there's with all them their fans. showering and then the fans and the, and the press are watching all of the truckers shower. It's very yeah. strange. And um, so they meet with the governor. Um, it should be noted that the governor is played by an actor named Seymour Castle. Love him. He, um, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. Um, he... It should be noted, the important part of this is uh, he appeared uh, as uh, Sam in Dick Tracy. So um, he is the one person uh, in this film who does appear on a Madonna album. Okay, good to know, Michael. Thank you so much. It's very important. I was wondering where you were going with that. Uh, yeah. I, I love that guy. He's, what is, he's in something else that he's just real terrific in. Uh, oh, yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. But here is the thing. So... So, like Dan said, they go to get uh, Spider Mike out of out of the jail because there's a janitor at the jail who is obviously empathetic. All the like regular folk are on board. They love yes, the right. truckers. They are on board. So they give. So they do make a good. Uh, they do make it clear that like this is a movement and people are joining it. But they don't make it clear. They don't. Make <laughs> well, they try. Well, even even like when when he meets with the governor. He's sort of like, we've got to figure this out. And Chris Christopherson is, is a little bit like, well, what is there? I'm just doing my job. What, what, are, we, what are we figuring out? Like, that's he's not doing it for a movement. Like, he's not like, we demand this, this, and this. Or like, now you see these people and what's behind us. Chris Christopherson, Rubber Duck is just allowing these things to happen to him. There's nothing. Yes. He's not pushing this forward at all. These well, things just he happen is because to him. he says, um, what does he say? The point of the, they say like, what's the point of the convoy or something? And he says, uh, the purpose of the convoy is to keep moving. <laughs> right, right. And that's right. it. That they just the, keep moving. That should have been the tagline. But, but they, they, when he, when they leave the camp. Right. And I guess it's Chris Christopherson or the rubber duck who, who has to go and break. Are they trying to break him out of jail? Yeah, Spider Mike. Like that's yeah. the point. They're they're trying they're to break him out. Saving Spider Mike. Yeah. Yes. Who is being so... used for as like a as like bait basically to bring them in. The whole point is right. for them to get him 
from the jail. Right. And they're so, going to be ambushed. Ali McGraw says to him, well, he says, you know what we need to do and you know what we're up against. Because like now she's in charge. Right. And as an audience right. member, I was like, I don't, I don't know what you need to do. I don't know what's right. yeah. happening here. Exactly. And she doesn't want him to go. She says, why does it always have to be you to this person that she met four hours earlier? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't had to do anything. No. But why does it always have to be you? Right. Always. This one time. He, all he's done is drive at the front of a convoy. That's it. And right. Chris Christopherson says, well, no, I understand that the character type that I'm playing, it would always be me to do this, to, right. to, to be called on to do these things. My character type is that of a natural leader, um, but that is not this movie. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's... And she says, oh, okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. But it's all said in the eyes. It's all said in the eyes. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. get it. You get it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I will say this. I I want to be all for the truckers, right? The amount of destruction that they have laid at their hands across mm. this great country of ours is pretty incredible. They beat up some cops, then mm. they destroy the cop cars. At one point, Spider Mike and Pigpen try to crush two police officers between their trucks intentionally. Here's the other thing I'm all for the truckers, right? But. What if they had what if they had succeeded in crushing that? Car? This is what I'm saying. They would have, they would have murdered two police officers. What was officers. the point there? <laughs> they, then, they then basically terrorized that town by crashing into the jail. Well, I also just don't forget. I just want to say don't forget before that. They run Ernest Borgnine through the road off the road and his car goes through a church. That's right. That's right. So they destroyed a church but I, through their actions. And I will say this, though. At that moment. Chris Christopherson, Rubber Duck, does check in with Dirty Lyle. He shows some humanity that they're always <laughs> they're always going to do this back and forth. It's always going to yeah. be the two of them. You know what I mean? Right. Batman, Joker. They need each other. They need <laughs> each other. So he doesn't want anything to happen to Dirty Lyle. He's just right. you know. But but anyway, so they do this whole thing, and they save Spider Mike. And the only thing I could think was, this is. This poor town doesn't need this all this destruction. No. What are you going to do? Yeah, the right. point was to get him out of jail. The point was not to destroy an entire building. <laughs> right, right. There had to be a better way. That now needs to be rebuilt. Um, the scene, though, that you were talking about where they're trying to... They're, they're, they're getting the, the police car stuck between the two trucks. Right. Mm -hmm. um, finally, it gets out and like sort of breaks down. It is the perfect metaphor for that movie where the siren is going and going and going and then just slows down <laughs> to a stop and whimpers out. And yep. I was like, yes, that is, that is the movie I'm That's watching. right. That's right. So after they save, there's no place in the country at that point for them to go because now right. they have just gotten so much destruction. There's nothing to be done. So they figure the only place they can go is... Mexico. Mexico. That's how. Again. Uh, for, and I, I also want... like to remind everybody that, yeah, but then isn't, does Spider Mike go home after that? I forget. Or is he going to go to Mexico with them because he has no other choice? Uh, I don't know if it's clear. 
Well, what I was going to say was just because it it would make sense if there was a scene where Chris Christopherson gets all the truckers again. I was like, look, guys, there's nothing for us here. Like, we have to go to Mexico, start a new life. You know, I know this is going to be tough, but like, this is the choice we made, whatever. He gets in his truck and starts driving, and everyone starts following him. He goes, So I'm going to Mexico. Is that cool with everyone? And they go, Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, you're throwing your entire lives away. Like, if you leave, you're a fugitive from the law. You could never come back to the States. And everyone's just like, Yeah, I guess that's cool. Can I, whatever. Can I also say this? Yeah. And I never thought about that this until now. What's in those trucks? Well, what are they? Well, they I work mean, for companies. I mean, they right. have trucks full of <laughs> product that they're going to take across the border. What is well, your we do, end I game mean, here, guy? I mean, Chris Christopherson has dangerous chemicals. Well, that we, we know. We know that. That we know. And Pigpen has pigs. Right. But for Outside of that, I don't know. is the question. I mean, some <laughs> right. of it, you, you, they, they show some of it, and you're just like, well, could you at least, I don't know, drop what you're carrying? Because at that point, it's also right. grand theft. Like, you, it is... I mean, you have stolen a good deal of goods <laughs> at that point. Um, yeah, that you're gonna sell in Mexico, I guess. So I guess it's very. I mean, that part is very, very strange as well. Is what is in? Yeah. At some point, I want to see like the corporate headquarters <laughs> of all these companies going. Have you seen this convoy happening? How do we? Right, right. How do I get all of my chickens back? You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And then cut to the farmer who's like, where are my pigs? And they're like, well, <laughs> it's a movement. It's a whole, the mayor, I mean, the governor got involved. It was a whole thing. I've got 10,000 but... bell bottoms in the back of that truck I need to sell. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Got so a then... whole shipment of disco balls that aren't going to get to <laughs> Studio 54. Now, here's what would make sense is that in order to get into Mexico, there's apparently one bridge right. that they can cross. Right. Okay. The at the other end of that, the, at the other end of that bridge, is uh, Ernest Borgnine with like the National Guard, mm-hmm. and they're gonna shoot at the truck. We've we've already been told that there are dangerous chemicals that'll explode in Pigpen's truck. Right, and so they're like, we should say we've had a bear in the air, like in the like in the song. Yes, and that now is true. We should. There's a tank, a bear in a tank, which is also something that, that is, is in the song. the song. Oh, we should also say that there is a a dispersed throughout the film there is a new version of the song convoy where where cw mccall sings about what's happening in the movie and not not the original song we trucked all day and we trucked all night big benny improving our style we could tell by the smell we was heading for hell and the devil was dirty lie and I'd, i'd like to say this as well if there is a way that you can play convoy they played it in this film because they have done yes. so many different arrangements of that song. Right. And then strings, trumpets, a but whole But you know what they didn't do? What? There's a point where as people are gathering along the road to watch, <laughs> let's be honest, a lot of trucks. Right. Um, yeah. a, like a marching band shows up. And that marching that band does not play convoy. Does not play convoy. <laughs> That's right. Why did they not play convoy? What a missed opportunity 100% that was. 100% missed opportunity. Here's another thing I would say. So basically every time the song starts, and it's it's like, in theory, it's a cool idea. Like basically C.W. McCall through the song convoy is narrating the movie right. to you, yeah. right? Except that, so he acts like a narrator, except that 
What would actually would have helped was if he gave you new information. All he does is yeah. recap <laughs> what right. just happened. He basically sings a verse that 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 goes over what just happened in the movie, which I guess helps a little bit to clarify because nothing makes any sense in this movie. So at least it's kind of like reading the Wikipedia entry to figure out what was going on. But um, yeah, it would have been great if he like was like, and this is a story of Spider Mike, and he like told you like what his deal was, right. so we knew what it was because we don't we don't know anything. Um, but Miles okay, so married to the waitress. Here, here's here's what here's what should have happened. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly rewrite this script. Here's what should have happened. So there's only one bridge to get into Mexico. The National Guard and Dirty Lyle on the other side. So all the trucks pull up, and Pigpen's like, "Look, you guys stay here." And this is when he becomes. This is the Han Solo moment right. when he becomes Not the Pig hero. Pen, he, uh, rubber Duck. I'm sorry, I keep saying Pigpen. Rubber Duck. Chris Christopherson. This is the moment where he should. This is his Han Solo moment where he's like, "Okay, actually, I know I acted like a, a scumbag who didn't want to be a leader, but I actually am a hero. I have a heart of gold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross the bridge to try to get across. And if I die, I die." But once I've cleared the way, then you guys go ahead and go into Mexico. Mm-hmm. That is what should have happened. What actually happens is, and speaking of, like, are we supposed to have sympathy for these guys? Chris Christopherson's truck is going through, like, a, a, a street. As he passes, a bunch of school kids start crossing the road. Right. Okay? And then Pigpen, Polly from Rocky, has to swerve his truck to avoid hitting these school children, and he hits like an ice cream cone. <laughs> yes. Now, in slow motion. He went <laughs> very much <laughs> slow motion. And it's like, and it's not like a huge crash. He just like gets like a, a fender bender with this ice cream truck, and it's like, whoa, 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 like an extreme slow motion. He smash through it. No. He, is, he just kind of taps this truck. Okay. His annoyance, because they're like, oh my, his annoyance at how mad everyone is that he almost ran these kids over is insane. He's like, ugh, everyone's all mad at me just because I almost ran over a whole bunch of school kids. <laughs> ugh. It's like, are you supposed to be the hero of this story? This makes no sense. So that's the reason why Pigpen is on his own to go across the bridge is because they got Rubber stuck. Duck is on his own to go across the bridge. Did I say Pigpen? Yeah. Yeah. God, I thought I actually had the right name this time. That is why Rubber Duck is on his own to go across the bridge is because Pigpen hit this ice cream truck and is now stuck there, and everyone's yelling at him, and all yeah. the other trucks can't go. So that's the only reason. Like, convoy was stopped a- by the good humor man. <laughs> by the convoy the was stopped by a truck, fender bender with an ice cream truck. The whole reason that he could have hit anything else, the reason that it was an ice cream truck, was so that the ice cream truck driver could throw ice cream at his windshield. Yes. Right. Yes. That's and, right. And um. Polly from Rocky yeah. could turn to the the camera and be like, "Oh, brother!" <laughs> right. But again, I the thing that made me laugh so hard was because they were like, "You almost hit those kids," and he was like, "Oh, everyone's all mad at me." <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, because you almost ran over a bunch of kids with your truck, you lunatic!" <laughs> Why, like, he's like, "Why won't anyone get off my back about this?" Um. Okay. So then, uh, Rubber Duck, Chris Carson drives over the bridge. They shoot at his truck. His truck blows up. From a tank. Well, all right. So. Yes. A little bit well, more and detail. Allie, McBeal, Allie, Allie McGraw gets it. Allie, I just said Allie McBeal. <laughs> Allie McGraw 
gets out of the truck. Well, he makes then, her get out of the truck. He he right, totally like Harry and the Hendersons her. Yes, because he knows he, he knows he's gonna die. Right. So he he makes he makes her get out. He goes over the bridge. They shoot at his truck. They shoot like a tank at him. Whatever. His the back of his truck blows up. Yes. But so Ernest Borgnine is shooting at him from a tank. Right. And Chris Christopherson. This is this is Bonnie and Clyde with bell bottoms. Chris Christopherson's like, ha ha, you missed me. Like million <laughs> shots at him. And yeah. then like somebody with like a BB gun hits the back of the ta- <laughs> the back of the truck and flames. Yeah. Right. So uh so his, his the back of his truck blows up and the truck in slow motion falls into the water. Also, in slow motion, Ally McGraw runs towards her yes. towards the truck being like no. <laughs> So the truck falls in the water, okay, and then what even happens after? We it's see just, a public, it, just cut it cuts to the... to the public funeral where Ernest right. Borgnine oh. is like his shoulders in a sling, I think, and uh, he's up there uh, with the governor who's trying to make it really political, right? So the governor is like, I'm with the little man, I'm with the trucker, and they've got, right. they've got a, what I'm assuming is an empty coffin in like on a flatbed. And Pigpen right. can't take it anymore because he's like, "This is hypocrisy. This is this is political hypocrisy." Well, but one last, just one starts, last, like, like at the governor. Well, I was gonna say one last thing that I'm like, "What is, is that?" They're they're doing this. He's like, "All right, all the truckers are gonna drive by and say their their goodbyes to uh, Rubber Duck," and then Polly from Rocky is like, "I can't take this anymore." And gets in his truck and starts driving away, and the the assistant to the governor goes. To the governor, you have to pretend this is part of it. Right. And I went, what's part of what? Like, <laughs> how? I don't understand what's happening, so I can't know when something has gone wrong. Yeah. But the then truckers they start- are leaving. Right, that they're leaving and I guess just so. circling just, around. Just, okay, okay. So, but this part, well, anyway. this part also has one of the finest lines ever written in the history okay. of cinema. Yeah. What are we going to do without the duck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aren't we all asking that? Yeah, but yeah. I always ask it about Howard the Duck. Um, yes. <laughs> but the other thing about this is when he's like, they're going to drive past and in their way pay their respects. There's a bunch of truckers. Tell me how you think, I want you two to tell me how you expected them to pay their respects as they drove past the casket. Go. I mean, blow the horn? They blow the horn. You should yeah. hear Every five seconds, <laughs> ha, ha, one goes by. <laughs> Spider Mike, Pigpen, yes. but they don't. They just drive by and look at the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> like, wh- why are you telling us that this is the way they do it? That it, it makes zero sense. It makes zero they sense. Also, but he, the governor also talks about it like they're like an Aboriginal tribe. Right, right, He's like, this right. is their way. This, <laughs> this is, is the way the culture. truckers do it. And it's like. <laughs> I have never heard of that before. Is it's that what so happens when a trucker weird. dies? So, <laughs> oh man! But the, but the convoy is still in completely intact. I guess bygones will be bygones. Well, minus one. Right. I mean, they. Well, they got that ice. They got that ice cream truck out of the way. They got the ice cream truck out of the, the way. Real, the big impediment that stopped this national movement. Right. They got onto a. Happening. They got onto a horse track, and they're they're all they're all all is forgiven. Everybody can do what they want. Um, because Ernest Borgnine's sitting there apparently fine with it all. And uh That's the other thing. Like, I to to go back, 
Pigpen is standing like next to Ernest Borgnine. Right. Pigpen yeah. beat him up yes. in a truck stop. And Ernest Borgnine's like, eh, oh well. What are you going to do, I guess? Oh, also, you t- attempted to run me over when I was in a police station and you smashed your truck into right. it. Eh, oh well. What are you going to do? Cross state lines. Yeah, yeah I guess it. so. They're across state lines, there's nothing he can do. Um, so he gets, so Pigpen gets upset and he says, forget it. We're, we're taking, we're, we're, we're taking the duck away. And he drives. He says, I'm driving to Philadelphia to be with my sister who apparently is dating a boxer. From what I, <laughs> I believe that's, that's the line. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know that's what? Right. And then I'm going to get a job. <laughs> I, I like driving have... trucks. Maybe I'll be a limo right. driver. And I'll help my boss go back to school. <laughs> I mean, Pigpen uh, is leading a very full life after this. Yeah. Um, His resume is all over the place. So Allie McGraw is so upset because her, the love of her life that she's known for 10 hours is dead. Um, <laughs> the waitress who was actually in love with him uh, is nowhere to be seen. Nobody cares about what she's what she's going through and the Jesus freaks are they're 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 making sure everybody's spirits are held high right. um so they drive away and as everybody's driving away uh they go in wait does can I ask a question can I ask a question so does I forget does out do we see Ellie McGraw get in that bus or is she just in the bus yeah yeah no they her- yeah She's like standing there, and they they pull over, and they they say, "You should join us on this." Bus. Oh, okay, right, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, okay. And so right, they say we are staging a, a regional production of Godspell. <laughs> well, I was gonna we say I couldn't remember if she. It, uh... Yeah, I couldn't remember if she if she arrived in the bus or she got on the bus. The reason why I'm asking that will be clear in a second. Go ahead, Rachel. So she gets on the bus, and in the corner is a man with a gray beard and a patch over his eye, a bandana over his eye, which I'm assuming leads us to believe that this man has lost an eye. And he tips up so. his cap and lo and behold, guys, it's the duck. He survived <laughs> and Ally McGraw does not like fall into his lap like, oh my God, you're alive. She's like, you son of a gun. Oh, she why seems, I oughta. She seems nonplussed <laughs> that a man that she thought was yes. dead is in fact alive and in front of her. Yeah. She's just yeah, she's just like, oh you. Um and yes. And the and the only explanation, we saw the truck explode yes. and fall in the water. And the only explanation he says, Do you ever meet a duck that can't swim? That's right. That's right. Uh <laughs> hey, rubber duck, that's your nickname. You're not actually yeah. a duck. Also, okay? also, I've seen plenty of roasted ducks in my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that doesn't really was, yeah. hold water. And as right. they obviously, because this is somewhere between Norma Ray and it's a mad, 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 mad world, Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, as they're like making out in the back of this van, they turn and make lock eyes with Dirty Lyle, Ernest Borgnine, who's like, what? And then starts hysterical laughing and all is forgiven. And they drive off, right. I'm guessing, to Mexico or back home where he will have or to whatever. speak to his employer, who's <laughs> going to be certainly upset with him. Well, I did. I did like the last line of the movie was, "I got a lot of paperwork to fill out," <laughs> <laughs> explaining all so, this. Um, I think so, guys. Let me ask you a really government, important question. 
the, the, at the end, the real enemy was not Dirty Lyle. It was the governor and the government and them using the truckers for political gain. I think yeah. that's what we're supposed to get out of it, but I don't know. It, I have no idea. It could also be about purchasing clothes from Ally McGraw's clothing <laughs> line. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, guys, here's, I want to ask you a really important question. Do we think Ally McGraw got to that wedding on time? <laughs> To, to, to photograph I it. Think I think she went to a wedding. <laughs> that entire wedding party is sitting around with like a pond behind them going, the photographer's going to be here in a minute, right? And they've just right? been there for, for a week. <laughs> so. Um, they're also like, but yeah, I, I hope our, uh, our shipment of pigs comes in so we can have this pig roast. Yeah. I should say the end of this movie is not there. To circle back to something Michael said, the movie ends, the credits are not the end of the movie, you guys. The credits mm-hmm. basically tell the movie in reverse, and then the complete movie, the credits end with the two old people in the Model T making out. <laughs> that is the end of the film. That's the end of the film. It's just two old people that we met at the beginning of the film making out in a Model T. Yeah. For no reason. I was hoping I was hoping that like every now and then on the road we'd see them drive by. Right. Like as they're like crashing into the prison, like the little Model T just drives by in the background. Yeah, like, like the oh, water, those truckers. Like the water uh like the water truck. Yeah. A, right. a running gag. You need a running gag. Exactly. Or at least um, have like during the credits, like outtakes with Dom DeLuise, like <laughs> getting his lines wrong. I will say this: I, that I'm movie would laughing. be made much know, better if, during the credits, all they had were the outtakes from Smokey and the Bandit or uh, <laughs> yeah. Cannonball. Run. I think that's every movie. Yeah, just the Cannonball just Run. The Cannonball, yeah, just run. Just the cannonball <laughs> run. Outtakes. Every movie um, would be better with that. I will say, I think the character of Dirty Lyle, yes, is a modern day Javert. <laughs> sure. That's right. He is. He is. He sees the error of his ways at the end. Yeah. He just he, uh, listen. Uh, right. The duck just wanted to steal a loaf of bread, and by steal yep. a loaf of bread, I mean not pay a fifty dollar fine and beat up some cops. Yeah. Again, the the other problem is like it would make actually if he was Javert and like because Javert like he just follows the law like too strictly, right? Like, right. He just can't let it go, right? So Jordy Lyle is a corrupt cop. He's asking That's for true. bribes. Yes. Like it's not even like he was following the law and they were like, Yeah, but man, you gotta understand the law doesn't make sense. Like, no, he's breaking he's openly breaking the law. He's a bad guy. Um, everyone in this movie is terrible. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> this is our one and only segment uh for this episode, which is I'm gonna ask both of you to tell me what how do you think this movie um what job, how good of a job do you think this movie did in, in translating the song to a movie, uh, Rachel? So, so here's the thing. Uh, I think it hits all the points of mm-hmm. Convoy. Um, I, think, I think it expands on things that are unnecessary, but I do mm-hmm. think it hits on all the points that are in the song Convoy. So I think it does do a good job in that respect. Okay. As a movie, Michael? does it work? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I think it I think it does tell does do justice to the song Convoy. Michael thoughts? I think to adapt 
a song, like a, a four minute song into a feature length film is difficult. And I, I do think, believe it or not, that they did a good job in in adapting this this song for the screen. Yes. Do I think they could have done things differently? Yes. I think they could have made the story a little bit more clear. I but I think they they didn't make it just the song. They expanded on it and and gave reason for the convoy. Because in the song there's not really a reason. It's just right. the trucks show up. And That's it's like, what I was hey, gonna look say. This actually like in And they theory, do they do include elements of the song. So it's do. not yeah. like a complete it's not just a movie that shares the same name and there are trucks. There are elements of the song in there. So I mean, yeah, I think in that respect it is successful. I was gonna say, in theory, they had a good plan, which was we're gonna have the convoy and we need to like unlike you said, in the song, there's no reason for why the convoy begins. So they need a reason. So they're trying to beat the cops to the state line and they and they're in the convoy. That's a good expansion of the song and a good reason to have stakes as to why the convoy is happening. So in theory, good job. In execution, <laughs> this movie is a convoluted mess. Well, they, they, I don't sense. think they knew what they wanted this movie to be. I don't think they knew what the tone should be. Right. Is it serious? Right. Is it slapstick? Um, yeah. I mean, the elements were there. They had a great cast. You know, they yeah. had Ernest Borgnine, they had Chris Christopherson, Chris Christopherson they had Chris Christopherson in the 70s, and Ali McGraw in the 70s. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, this is like, two movies after A Star is born. Come on. There also is a, uh, I forgot to mention, there is a subplot where Chris Christopherson wants Ali McGraw to hand him a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, that, that goes on for like That's 35 minutes, where he keeps asking <laughs> her for a, a t-shirt. And it, it and he, she finally after like the sixth or seventh time she finally goes in the back and gets him a t shirt. So, but he has no shirt on for which I think is I, on purpose. I will say this for a song for a for a film based on a song which is all about audio. Mm. The audio in this film is atrocious. <laughs> it, the entire track sounds like it's dubbed. Yes, it's so bad well, and so distracting. I'm it's, going to it assume... sounds dubbed and. All of the characters talk over each other. Yes. Yes. Well, there's also clearly times when, like, there was no script. Like, when they're driving and they keep cutting back to um, that woman who crashed her truck. Uh, widow woman. Uh, which we forgot to mention. She crashed her truck. But, um, and, and those two other guys who, again, I was like, were they in the bar fight? Like, these guys just appear. But anyway, they keep cutting back to them for, like, a running commentary. And it is clear there was no script because they do keep, like, talking yes. over each other and interrupting. And at one point, she starts <laughs> she starts to say something, and he starts talking. And she does that very, like, realistic thing, which is like, oh. And she, like, stops <laughs> talking. Right. And I was like, that's clear. That's not a movie thing. You clearly started to say something. And then he, he started talking at the same time. So, yeah, very, very weird. Um, and also in terms of sound, um, mm -hmm. the music budget for this film must have been through the roof. And okay. for no reason. There are very famous songs just playing in the background, like on the yes. radio. Like they they don't I mean, I guess they enhance sort of the ambiance of like the truck stop or or when they're at the camp. There's no reason no. <laughs> to spend that much money. There's a Kenny Rogers song, there's a Crystal Gale song. There's a couple of the other big songs that I noticed that are just in the background. They're, it's not like this is the soundtrack to the movie. It's like the radio's on. 
Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, things were different back in the 70s, though. I think, you know, they would just, like, play a song and be like, you know, all right, that'll be $5 uh, to the artist, I guess. Like, I, I, it wasn't like it is today, but, yes, I agree. There's a lot of weird stuff. Okay. Do we want to give this any, uh, do you want to give this, like, this movie, like, a, like, a, like a grade? Oh, you want to say, uh, I give it five trucks? What, what do we want to do at the end here? Final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I would say it's a noble failure. I, I, I kind of like what they were trying to do. It's just, it just didn't work. And I'm, I'm sure perhaps the three hour cut, maybe it would all make sense. And this would be an American classic, but it just, it just didn't By the work. way, I looked it up and apparently the cut was not three hours. It was nearing four okay. hours. Oh my 220 God. minutes. Sam, Sammy. You could yeah. actually. Can I call you Sammy? Peppy. Drive my from bu- New Mexico to Arizona <laughs> in less yes. time than that movie. My bubby, this is a this is a movie based on a novelty song. It doesn't need to be that long. Just get in and out. A movie based on a novelty song based on a bread commercial. Yeah. yeah. I give it, uh, here's the thing. I give this movie three that waitress in the truck stop deserved betters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my final thoughts are, why do I feel like I'm going to watch this film again? Oh, really? I don't know why, but I, I, it's one of those things I feel like I probably can't escape watching it again. Because huh. it's, because okay. I, I have more, it's raised more questions. You have a, yeah, you got it. So. This, like, this is becoming an obsession with you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like you don't want to watch it again, but right, you need to try to, to figure yes. this out. This is like the great mystery of your life that you have to yes. solve. Um, Michael, thoughts? I'm going to give it um, four Borg Nines. Um, <laughs> not, and not nine Borg Fours. Four Borg Nines. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, because I do think that it was as... There are things about this movie that just don't work and just don't make sense. But one... As, as we said, as an adaptation of a song, they do a good job. Two, I mean, again, well, that would say the, the rubber duck, pig pen, the, the Jesus freaks in a shark, even the bus is chartreuse. So they yeah. hit a lot of the points that, that are in the song. Yeah, yeah. they were, they were um, respectful yeah, movie- <laughs> of the source material. <laughs> Yeah, if this movie came out today, there'd be a YouTube clip called "The 19 Easter Eggs You Missed in right. Convoy." Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that are that are all from the song. And two, um, I think it says something that the three of us could not wait to talk to each other about this movie. <laughs> oh, so right. there's something to it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give it two and a half. The main character's name is Rubber Duck, not Pigpen, and I couldn't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I said like in theory, in theory, this was a good idea, and this actually could like if this was like a fun Smokey and the Bandit style, like wacky fun comedy, it could have actually been really cool. Um, but as we've already said too many times, this movie just doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense, and it would have worked if if it was either. Smokey and the Bandit, or if it was well, Citizen Kane. Yeah, right. Like, it's either, either be serious about it or be slapstick about it, but pick one. I mean, you could certainly make a good, you could certainly make, like, an actual point with your movie, 
Right. But like again, this is based on a novelty song. Like it just, right. you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. fine to be like the working man d- does it. You know, if the point is like the working man can't get a, you know, uh, uh can't make it in America, or whatever, fine. But still, it does. It doesn't need to be a four hour like epic, epic yeah. about that. Yeah. I mean, and again, like you know, I, I I'll I'll end it here. But like, not to go all the way back to the beginning, but like, keep it simple, man. Like. Those three truckers, they meet each other that day. It's like, why can't they be friends? Like, in Smoking the Bandit, the guy driving the truck, like, him and Burt Reynolds are friends. They've known each other a right. long time. Well, Pigpen, so no I will one... say this. Pigpen and, and Rubber Duck did know each other. I think Spider Mike just joined in. But I don't, well, okay. No, I, I got think this. they knew we each other. We won't get into they? it, but, but Pigpen and, I think they they, knew each other. And, and he definitely knew each other. But I think they knew each other via CB radio talk. I don't think they had ever grow met up together. Before. Yeah, sure. Well, but I'm just saying, like, but why you're making it too complicated? Okay, whatever. But anyway. I, no, I do think I think that's a good point. There are moments of the script that could be cleaned up a little bit. Like, it doesn't need to be a wedding photographer. It could be the waitress in the diner who is wearing like sure. a Christmas ribbon yeah. in her hair for some reason, <laughs> um, whose costume came from that's... Rocky Horror Picture Show, like. Those little little elements that could have been sort of tightened up in right. the script. Right. Why, like, yeah. Why does Ally McGraw even, even, like, or, you know, fine. Ally McGraw is, is the waitress in the diner. And when they're like, we're getting out of here, she's like, I'll come with you. There's nothing for me here. Something. Or yeah. whatever. Yes. And it's like, oh, okay. Now this has stakes. Now I understand why she's right. doing this. That's what this movie was missing was stakes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Not higher stakes. Any stakes. Yeah. Yeah, because you never have any idea what anyone wants. Yeah, at any at any point. So, and um, I will say this. Yeah, this this is my final thought on it. My experience with this film can best be summarized uh, by a scene from Arrested Development in which Michael Bluth, okay, opens a refrigerator, sees a bag labeled "Dead Dove Do Not Eat." He opens the bag. Instantly closes it with disgust on his face, says, well, I don't know what I expected. (laughs) Yes. And that is my experience. That was my first thought when I finished watching this movie. That's right. I don't know what I expected. This is this is the film version of Convoy. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, I will say we we will end it there. Uh, Hopefully we will be back uh, with another one of these. Before too long, there are a few other movies um, that uh, movies that, uh, and TV shows. Well, movies and TV shows uh, based on story songs. Um, believe it or not, this was the uh, this was the most easily accessible. Uh, they <laughs> they get even more obscure from here, so we will do our best. But there there are there are a few more um, that we can that we can do. But if you like this, um, you enjoyed this segment and like us to do more, please uh, let us know. Um, we are the Story Song Podcast. You can follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods or wherever you can leave podcast reviews, uh, we would certainly appreciate it. And if you do, we will read it on the show. Uh, I think that's it. Unless anyone else has any other thoughts, that's it. No, nope. just if this Everyone's... is the first episode that you've listened to, um, it is, is not, not our usual movie. format. <laughs> no. <laughs> But we hope you enjoyed it. So uh, thanks for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. 
We'll be back at you next time with a great story song. So thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Do something fun with the family. Come downtown and go to the auto show January 20th through the 22nd at the CHI Health Center. Get inside the newest cars, trucks, and SUVs and see some of the hottest electric cars like the Hyundai Ionic 5. Race a NASCAR remote control car. See beautiful classic cars and visit the Subaru Pet Adoption. Free admission for veterans on Friday. Get out and go to the auto show January 20th through the 22nd. Find more at omahaautoshow.com. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.